0: Welcome to Light for Life, a podcast where we bring God's truth and grace into your everyday life. Stay blessed as you listen. Praise God. God cannot be boxed into a corner because of the way we think. God does not superimpose his thoughts on us. No, he does not. Because he's a just and he's a temperate God. He has principles and he has methods of doing everything that he has always done. God would have looked at the earth and said, Be formed. But God yet still said, Let there be light. Even God knows the power and the property of light. So in the time where we are, where people think that, Life is all about what they feel and what they see, and how they feel and what they are going through. Yes, I'm not trying to say that what you are going through is not important, or what you feel and see is not important. But until we learn to get to the point where we see God for who He is, what He is, and what He can do. But we're not going to follow God because of what He can do, and that has been the problem For a long time. People have looked for the hand of God but not for the heart of God. People have looked for signs but not for the God of the signs. People have looked for miracles but not the God of the miracles. People have looked for the powerful God but not the God that is powerful. It's amazing how so much we have clinged on to God for what we can get from Him and not what we can give to Him. It's amazing how much we have, would I say, robbed God of what he freely gives every day and whenever he doesn't give we are like a child who gets angry because we don't get what we want and we jump from one pillar to another pillar to another pillar because we think in this pillar we will find what we're looking for until man gets to a point where he begins to relate with God, not based on what God will give to him, but based on what God, but what based on what God wants for his life, based on what he can pour his life for God. For the Bible says in the book of Galatians, "It is no longer I that live, it, but Christ that liveth in me, and the life which I now live, I live by faith in Christ Jesus." Jesus spent his time on earth, not just doing miracles, because a lot of people think that that's what Jesus came to do, to do miracles. I bet you even the apostles at some particular point were confused. And they said, Jesus, have you come to restore the kingdom of Israel at this particular point? And Jesus said, this is not the kind of kingdom I've come to restore. This is not the agenda of God. It is not to restore physical things. It's a matter of a man has capacity to do physical things. That's why God gave us brains. That's why God gave us wisdom. But I'm not talking about physical things. I'm talking about the things that control physical things. I'm talking about spiritual things. God wants us to live our lives for Him. That's how we get changed. That's how we get transformed. That's how we move from one level of glory to another level of glory. And when I'm talking about glory, I'm not just talking about when you now speak in tongues for 200 hours. When you now pray and you walk in the Spirit and you walk, you're floating in the air. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Yes, those things are there and they are good and they are powerful and they are necessary. And they should occur because these signs should follow them that believe. But beyond the miracles that we see, that we celebrate miracles or relationship with God or closeness or proximity with God ought to tell in the lives of people. My relationship with God ought to tell in what how I live my life and what I do with the word of God or what I do in my relationship. There must be an outflow. Of every of my relationship with God, if there is no which it, it is no longer a relationship. People have related with God not for not for God, but they related with God for themselves. So the only testimony they have about God is a new car, a new house, a new job, and a, a broad trips, and all that. And mind you, these things are good; they are the good things of life. You deserve them i'm not christianity is not a recipe for failure working with god is not a recipe for failure but mind you if you fail does it make you less a christian does it even make you less a child of god if you are poor broke and broken doesn't make you less a christian your christianity cannot be judged by whatever you have achieved in life the only thing that you achieve in life that stands on the last day is the purpose of God in your life that you fulfilled. Not the car that you bought, not the house that you, you lived in, not the places that you traveled to, not even your academic qualification. Oh, there was more in Israel at the particular point in time. And Goliath was insulting the children of Israel for 40 days and 40 nights. He was insulting them, labelling them, and no man could stand up. And mind you, there was a man in Israel who was the tallest man at that particular point. in His name was King Saul. He was actually the king of Israel. And Saul could not do anything about it. Saul was so tall. He was so mighty. He was so huge that he, David could not carry his sword. David could not wear his armor. The education, all the soldiers who have been trained, what they had known at a particular point in time had failed them. And listen, I'm not saying that physical things are not good, physical education is not good, but I want you to understand that there is a time that something that is deeper and highly spiritual is more important than these things. As a matter of fact, I dare to tell you that if you must be educated, be educated in line with purpose. And if you still don't understand purpose, fine, go to your regular life. What is the point I'm going to? That we must live our lives according to the will of God. We must not approach God for what we can get from Him. We must not approach God for only the things that God can do for us. But we must approach God daily and say, God, what can I do for you? And listen, that question, as much as it's an obscure question, it is already labelled in your heart. The Bible says, for we are the workmanship of God created unto good works. One of the first things that God has created us for is for good works. It's for good works. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men that they will glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. Your light is not for a new car. Your light is not for a new house. But your light can produce a new car. Can produce it, but that's not the purpose of your light. The purpose of your light is to reveal Christ. The purpose of your life is of your light is to shine Christ to the ends of the earth. The purpose of your blessing, of your physical materialistic blessing, is to glorify God. If you have anything that you cannot give to God, that thing owns you. God no longer owns you. That thing has become your God. Anything that you cannot let go at any particular point in your life, that thing is your God. So for us to think that the only reason why we must approach God or if we gather in church and the only thing we think of, bless me, my year of prosperity, 2020 has shocked everybody. So, every one of us that had my year of this, my year. Of, I'm not saying that this is how the year is going to end, but you must now come to understand that sometimes it is not about those declarations that we make on January first. It's about the will of God. When are we going to say my year of preaching the gospel? When are we going to say, my year of winning souls? When are we going to say, my year of, I must win, I must become like Christ? When are we going to say these things? The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, it says, "Until until we come to the unity of faith, to the full measure of the stature of the fullness of God, This is the agenda of God until we all become like Christ. God is not so much interested in rapture that he is more interested in in us becoming like Christ. God is not interested in having a bunch of Adams in heaven. God does not want Adam in heaven. We had Adam in the Garden of Eden. What was the result? You can tell by that. But if we can have as many Jesus as we can have in the Garden of Eden, Heaven, God will be more excited. God is more excited to have Jesus walking in the right places, not Adams walking in the right. Bible says the first Adam was a dying spirit, was a dying soul, but the second one is a life-giving spirit. God is not raising another set of Adams. God is raising Jesus Christ all over the face of the earth. That seed that was sown on the cross of Calvary must germinate on your inside and on my inside and on, on my inside. God is looking for men that will shine the light of Christ everywhere they go. God is looking for men, doctors, engineers, um, scientists, uh, artists, musicians, any kind of profession that you are. It's not a problem. What God is looking for is let the light of God, let the light of Christ shine through you. Let the light of Christ shine through you if you are a doctor. Let the light of Christ shine through you. I had an encounter at a hospital one time. I think it was a CMD of that hospital. She went around, you know, doing more like a ward round, where she was going around through the hospital. Everybody that greeted her, everybody that she passed by, she said, How are you? Jesus loves you. That was almost seven or eight years ago. That memory has not left me. That thing got so deep into me. She didn't need to hold the Bible to say, I want to share the word of God. She just kept on brooding. She kept on just, you know, um, showing forth. There was this light, there was this aura all about her. It just looked like life. It looked like life. It was bringing life to me. Oh my God. See, God wants us to share life. You are a doctor, share the light of God. a scientist share the light of god you are a web developer share the light of god you're a programmer share the light of god you are you are a banker share the light of god you are a businessman share the light of god wherever you are god wants you to share shine forth the light of god on your inside and in case you say well not I don't have the light of god i'm not born again it's simple you don't have to go and kneel down in front of anybody right where you are you can say lord jesus i want to shine your light come into my heart teach me the way to go and i can bet you Mm -hmm. jesus will come into your life wherever you are i urge you this morning Shine the light of God in you. Let the world see that Jesus is Lord. We will not be tormented by any disease. We will not be tormented by any pandemic. Because listen, the kingdom of this earth has become the kingdom of our God. Mm -hmm. Jesus reigns. The Bible says that the mention of the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. I urge you this day, stand tall for God wherever you are. Stand tall in the name of Jesus. Stand strong in the name of Jesus. Peter, who was a man who was giving to fear, who was given to 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 fear, who was given to complete fear, who who was who 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 came to the point that he Jesus told him you were going to betray me, and he yet still betrayed Jesus. But when Jesus was no longer there, he had been crucified, and he said, who who are you talking? Who is this people speaking in strange tongues? And the Bible says Peter gave up and gave one of the most remarkable speech that I can. We, we will never forget as Christians. The Bible says he spoke, and in that day. 3,000 souls were added to the church. He only explained the scripture. It was not even a gospel. He was only explaining it. Oh, in the name of Jesus, wherever you go, let the boldness of Christ come into you. For the Bible says, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power and of a sound mind. Receive power today to represent Jesus. Let the light of God shine through you as you meet your colleagues, as you are in the car. Don't let people talk you down because of coronavirus. Don't let people talk you down because, oh, the world is coming. If the world is coming to an end, it's a good thing. Hallelujah. We are going home. We are going home. Don't be scared. There is nobody in school or in a boarding school who is being told that, It is time to go home and the person is, except that person is living a wrong life, or except that boy is a bad boy in school, like I used to know a lot of people, but there's nobody that is told that it is time to go home and the person is scared. Be excited if the world is coming to an end. Be excited if there is technologically advanced, technology advancement and it looks like, wow, it looks like the mark of the beast. Hallelujah! That means the end is drawing. That means the gospel is spreading to the ends of the earth. That means that the knowledge of God is shedding, like, spreading like water has covered the sea. None of us should be intimidated by the end. The end should excite us. The end should get us excited for God. The end should get us preaching the gospel like never before. Whether you any means you are going to use, preach the gospel, shine the light of God and let his name be glorified in Jesus' name. I love you and I want to see you in the next episode of this podcast and I'm sure that God will bring a much more resounding word to us in Jesus' name. Amen.